So they take off and Joffrey's like, I was supposed to have, mother said I was supposed to have the horse. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. As always, I'm Nate, and joining me here, with me, beside me, my brother Zach. What up? And so we're just chilling, and if you've joined us before, thank you for coming back. I'm just chilling in Cedar Rapids. We're not in Cedar Rapids. I'm not. We're in the Riverlands. Uh, that was a meme. If you would understand meme culture, you would understand that Hillary Clinton... <sighs> Made an ad campaign where she showed a little koozie Dude. around her drink, and it said Clinton and for president or some shit, and she did the worst, cringiest thing ever by saying, I'm just chilling in Cedar Rapids, because it said Hillary, Chillery, I'm fam- Chillery I'm familiar with I don't the think meme. you are. Anyway, if you've joined us before, we like to talk about memes that we've seen before and like, and we've also been known to read A Song of Ice and Fire occasionally. We are full spoiler. Yeah, and so if you have not been here and you haven't read the series, you probably should do so and then return. But if you don't care about spoilers, carry on. Right. Fuck it. You probably carry already on. saw the show and know Rob dies at the Red Wedding. Right. So, last episode, we were reading Davos 3, Davos's final chapter of Clash of Kings. He and was what in- appears to be the final one of his life. Yeah, but we're full spoiler, and so we know he survives, and Saladar San does pick him up from a stranded rock outside of the bay. Sup, bitch? Because he's a badass bitch. Get in, bitch. We're so, going to kill Melisandre. Yeah, but he was engaged in Blackwater. I mean, going over it, we don't have to do right. too much. He was, entered Blackwater alive, and he was... Tyrion ignited the boom boom, the... Wildfire was detonated, shit went crazy, and the black fire was lit a fire with wildfire. Lots and lots and lots, lots, lots of fire, fire, lots of men dying, lots of ships crashing and burning and tilting and listing and jousting and fight no jousting, but fighting, and it went crazy. The hound was seen riding up onto some boats from ashore, cutting down people left and right. Davos' son's ship, Black Betha, was blown out from under him. His son, Mathis, nowhere to be found. His other son, Allard, who was on the ship next to him, which was also blown the fuck apart. So yeah, Davos was just kind of drifting and heading toward the chain, which had been raised, and all the damage was sort of collecting there. Right. So I sort of simultaneously, right as this is occurring, we pick up with Tyrion 13, but... Last we left Tyrion, his mental state was that Tyrion had, uh, Sans- Cersei and Tyrion had some din-din, and it was basically <laughs> Cersei being erect, if she could be, over the fact that she has his whore. And yeah. it's the wrong whore, it's Elia, not Shay, but all the same, Elia and Tyrion play it off as if Cersei yeah. has actually captured his secret lover, and Tyrion swears to... Keep Joffrey keep safe Joffrey in return safe. That's for... what Cersei demands of him is to keep... And he says, however, anything that happens to Elia will happen to Joffrey or Tommen, including yeah. the beatings and the rapes. So, fuck you, you want to play that yeah, game. Yeah, he gets super savage when she says he wouldn't dare and says, I'll do the deed myself. Twisted little imp. And yeah, he heads to bed quite concerned, hugging Shay, not able to perform his sexual duties. Yeah. Because his thoughts, I believe, are with Elia and how she's basically the scapegoat for Shay and his decisions. But we pick up Tyrion 13 as Tyrion watched, motionless as a gargoyle, crouched atop a Merlin. 
as the river itself seemed to take fire. So he's literally watching what Davos was just experiencing. Everything is a fire. Shit's chaos below him. Half of Stannis' fleet was ablaze, along with most of Joffrey's, and the air is full of smoke and arrows and screams. So, I, America. How, uh, <laughs> how soon after or during or when do you think their two chapters align? I think this is right after the first major explosion. And you think he's witnessing the second one there? Right, when I think there, there's another one. The one, that and that's the one up. that Davos sees when he's in the water, right? I think so, yeah. Was that it, or was it that it was no? Right I think before? that was. I think that was the 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 one Davos sees. I think is the initial, and then he gets blown off of his yeah. ship with the second and one. So I think was that's that what Tyrion's seeing right now is just that that demon is out there. It, right. It's probably calm. It's not probably the, the blazing inferno, it but it's burning everything. And then Tyrion sees a second explosion. Right, right. And so, yeah, fires burned under yeah, the castle so he walls. Also, yeah, all the little ones well. from the pots that were being poured over, but. They're dwarfed in comparison to the wildfire. They're little candles. Against the Jade Holocaust, yeah. it's described. And it's <sighs> so just... Uh, I was going to say, wording. like, uh, like a candle in the window I, on a cold, yeah. dark winter's the low, night. The low clouds caught the color of the shifting green, roofing the sky in shifting shades of green. Eerily beautiful. And Tyrion wonders if Aegon the Conqueror felt like this flying above his field of fire. Yeah, so, and, you know, we try to avoid doing it too much, but because it's the absolute best episode of the entire series, the episode Battle of Blackwater, they get some great shots of the, the wild fly, fire on the clouds and smoke and shit over the bay. And it's pretty similar to that. I think it looks a little more... I don't know, panoramic for Tyrion than we get in the show. Right. And um And the the low clouds, I think it's I think it's a lot more intense. Like yes. the, the green is fucking intense and it's it's dark, it's ominous. There's the and fire dancing. seems to be everywhere, yeah. like and it's horrifying. Uh, especially with the, all the screams now, and shit. And I also and... really enjoyed his his thinking, his thought to himself if Aegon the Conqueror felt the same way when he looked down on his field of fire. Like, because we know that Tyrion's obsessed with history and dragons in general, but he's comparing the Targaryens to this chaos and destruction, mass deaths. Which, I mean, again, that was basically what happened at the Field of Fire. Yeah. But is that where his thoughts are going to continue to I mean, lie, I think, think it's I think it's the legacy thing of, like, is this what Tyrion's going to be known for? Is setting ablaze thousands of men? And, yeah. And, no, he's not known for any part of having right, having any part of the Blackwater. I think it's sort of that. Is that the legacy I'm going to leave? Did Aegon worry about this? Like, because I I think what we're meant to glean here is that it's uncom Tyrion's uncomfortable. He's hearing the screams, the men dying and burning, and he's sort of like, "Fuck, this is brutal." Right. And so I think it's did Aegon ever feel like this when his dragon was breathing death down? Did he have those a moment of pity for those who are melting below yeah. him? And he's vaguely aware of the gold cloaks cheering out because they're he think they think they're winning. They're this is great. He knows it's not enough. He can't join them because it's yeah, a half victory. They've only started winning part of the battle. Another Hulk that he had stuffed full of King Aerys fruit was engulfed by flames, followed by a blast so bright that Tyrion had to shield his eyes. So now I think I like this because again we're coming right off of the Davos chapter where Davos said the entire ship 
was an overripe fruit, yeah. right, ready to burst. And Tyrion is saying, no, it's his ship that he's stuffed full of the King Aerys fruit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so bright Tyrion had to shield his eyes. For a moment, the crackling and hissing drowned out all the screams. There were hundreds in the water, drowning or burning, or a little both. Which is horrifying to think about, that you're burning while you're drowning. Dude, like, yeah. You, like, even the water isn't like, putting out the fire. I almost feel like that's part of why Martin wrote in Wildfire to begin with, having that magical property of being able to be lit in the water. Right. Is, you know, what are people's two biggest fears are dying by drowning or dying by burning? I mean, others have, you know, the buried death and all. There's certain, but those are two of They're the more fucking prominent. pussies. <laughs> I guess they can't uh, handle being buried I, alive. I'm terrified or, of drowning. But yeah, those are two of the t- more prominent yeah. ones. And to combine them, where you can now die both ways at the same fucking time. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's so brutal. Fuck. And, but uh, he, uh, in- more interestingly, he thinks. What do you think of this, Stan? It's because right. it's as much your fault as it is this mine. This is where I think it's pointing to the guilt. Of, and, yeah, you know, so he points out that Stannis is most likely sitting on the other, the south bank atop a charger with his full armor on at the back watching much, overseas. Much like Tywin Lannister, which I love the comparison to his father, who Tyrion respects so much as much as he hates, hates it, it. Because Tyrion thinks, like as not, Stannis is likely sitting a warhorse right now clad in armor with a crown on his head. In the crown, he notes, according to Varys, is a crown of red gold, its points fashioned in the shape of flames. Dude. Dope crown. Yo. Dope Like, crown. the best crown there is. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably Stannis, Rob. Yeah, Rob's as cool as hell. So, yeah, I think it's interesting that they he goes into detail about how imposing and awesome fucking Stannis' new crown is. And there's been no mention, no talk of little Theon yeah. fucking dumbasses, little shit no, crown there up there. there. No, and there be. shouldn't be, but I just thought that that's worth noting. Um, I also am going to be drawing this crown because Fuck it's yeah, fucking sick looking, are. and I'm going to do that. So, uh, speaking of crowns, the Nobody King whines about how his fleet is currently on fire. And <sighs> the only action his new sword gets is pointing to the ones that are on fire and naming them. And Tyrion thinks that there is no other way. If we had not come forth to meet them, Stannis would have sensed the trap, and Wildfire had a mind of its own when loosed. Which is incorrect, because Tyrion's assuming Stannis was on Fury, but Stannis wasn't. Stannis is on the, bank- the banks. It was Sir Emery leading, so... Yeah, but he kind of knows that, because he assumes that Stannis is going to be out on the the South Banks. On his horse? On his horse. I guess that's true. But Sir Emery didn't send scouts. No. And is pretty dense. And yeah, and so didn't I don't any think. Kind of trap. Right. Davos did, but right. Davos but didn't have command. It was Sir Emery. So I think. Yeah, I think that Tyrion could have yeah. not sacrificed as many and would have been good and gained a little bit of a, uh, an upper hand out yeah, there. Yeah. But anyway, he thinks that it could not. He tells Joffrey it could not be helped. Our fleet was doomed anyway. And so even from up high, the smoke made it impossible to see what was ha- happening downriver. Under the castle, but he'd pictured it a thousand times in his head. Yeah, this is he's gonna kind of go over what, what, how the chain thing yeah. works finally, like what we've he's been building throughout this entire book. Bronn is the 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 man, the do it man. He would have whipped the oxen into motion, which winches slowly begin to turn, attached to chains, and the links would slowly begin to emerge from the water. 
covered in mud and all that fun shit until link by link it stretched taut across the black water. Right. And as we learn from Davos, not even a few feet over the water. It's not even that high up, but that's all they need. And even so, there were still some ships getting away. The wildfire was not spreading as evenly as Tyrion had hoped. Many ships were making for the south bank, and at least eight ships had landed beneath the castle. Landed or wrecked, they've put men ashore. Worse, some of Stannis' ships were well upstream before the wildfire went up proper, and so Stannis would be left with around 30 or 40 galleys, plenty to bring his whole host across. You know, he says that it might take a little bit of time to do so, but... This is is how it's a half victory. This is, it's not a full victory. Stannis still has plenty of oomph left in his army, and even... Tyrion then thinks of his own men. They're going to break if it starts to look like it's going bad. Bywater had told him as much, so he better keep it sweet as long as he possibly can. Yeah, I, I also, I forget exactly why he mentions it, but it was in this time that he brought up Helene with the wildfire, bringing up the skin melting off of them like yeah. tallow from a candle. But I just think it's worth, I, I like pointing that out because I think it, it reminds me of Indiana Jones, the first one there, yeah. and the ending when the... The arc is, yeah, melts off. Yeah, he spots uh, men moving among the charred waterfront and thinks that it's time for another sortie. Yeah. He must not give his foe the time to form up, and men straggling ashore were the most vulnerable Right, right. So he calls uh, for a runner to send a message to Jacelyn Bywater and let him know men have landed, they're approaching, and you need to handle that shit, brah. And another one to Sir Arnold, who is controlling the three whores, and tells him just 30 degrees to the right if he would, and that'll just let him throw a little further, if not. Or a little longer, but not as far out. And so he does also tell the runner to give Sir Arnold my greatest compliments. Yes, yeah. like he's you're doing a bang up job over there, Arnold. So they take off, and Joffrey's like, "I was supposed to have mother said I was supposed to have the hoas." And Tyrion is annoyed to see that he has again lifted his helm's visor. The last thing he needs is some fucking arrow hitting him in the eye. Yo, how lovely would that have been? Tyrion smacks it closed and tells Joffrey to keep it closed and that the whores are his. The flaming pitch was of little use at this point because more fire on fire isn't really going to add anything to anything. Joffrey had the antler men trussed up naked with antlers nailed to their heads and had promised them that he would send them back to Stannis. Some of the gold cloaks had actually wagered on how far and if they could actually clear the south bank. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he tells Joffrey to be quick that they'll start. They'll want to be throwing stones soon enough. Fire, wildfire does not burn forever. Mm-hmm. And so basically, go have your fun. Launch these fucking antlered men if you must, and then hurry up and let the big men do right. what they need to do. And no sooner does Joffrey leave to go do his little business than another runner comes running up to give Tyrion a message that the King's Gate's under, like, there's people that have landed in the tournament grounds. Well, he thinks, because uh, he, he warns Sir Osmond to keep him safe. Oh, yeah, And yeah. keep him there. And then we get that he had warned both Trent and Kettleblack what would happen if Joffrey came to harm. And he thinks, I'm protecting your wretched bastard as well I can, Cersei. See that you do the same for Elia. Right. And then, yeah, the runner shows up. And they're like, yo, they're on the tourney grounds, and they're heading for, with a ram to the King's Gate. We're fucked. And Tyrion's like, shit. All right, let's go. So he waddle waddles. Heads down the stairs to a waiting 
wonderful <laughs> Podrick Payne. He's got their horses ready. Yeah, and they and Sarah and Mandy Moore head Mandy down Moore. the head down the street, making their way downtown to make a new hit single with Mandy Moore. Yeah, down River Row, and uh, everything is steeped in green shadow, but there's absolutely no traffic to get in their ways. Tyrion had wisely commanded the streets be kept clear yeah. for runners to get to and from the gates as needed. Um, they're making good time, and as they do so and have their breakneck charge, we are going to convene our small council really, really fast and just let you guys know where you can reach us and contact us with all the fun bits. All right, see you over there. What up? Welcome to the small council, the place where we give you our socials and contact methods so that you can reach out to us. That's if you weird. Would. Yeah, it was pretty weird. And you can get in touch with us if you want to ask us any questions or give Send us any... Us inductees. Yeah, inductees. If you don't interrupt me, that's what I was going to say next. Jeez Louise. Anyway, the most common way of doing so is our email, which is withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. I'm so sorry. Zach is making the wildest of faces wow. in here. So we are also on the social medias, facebook.com slash brotherhoodpodcast. We're on Twitter. Is that it? That's You're the one. on Twitter, man. I'm, on Twitter. I'm not that active yeah. on Twitter. That's at Manners Without. Zach is there, but not all that active at Carstark92. We have an Instagram where Zach is a little more active than he is on Twitter, but sure. not by much. And that's at Manners Without. What else do we have? We got all sorts of stuff. But... Uh, we're working on Patreon stuff for you. Patreoners, subscribers. Yeah, we apologize for the delay. There was kind of a a family emergency right. with the current pandemic situation. Scary so stuff. things are currently uh, pending results. We're doing what we're, we're doing what we can. So sorry, we'll get that to you as soon as possible. Um, in the meantime, check out our our pages all over the place. Rate and subscribe and review, and you know we love you for all that. And we'll let you get back to the Battle of Blackwater, man, because right. I'm sure the anticipation is killing you guys. Killing them. Word. Tyrion starts to hear that boom, boom, pow. Boom, boom, pow. They're making great time, and even still, by the time they arrive at the King's Gate, he can hear the boom, boom, pow of the ram on the gate. The square is littered with wounded men, and there is a line of horses as well, unhurt, and enough swords and gold cloaks to form up a strong column. So as Tyrion shouts, form up. Form the fuck up. Let's, let's do as this. As he dismounts. You're he... going out again. Who leads this sortie? No. A shadow detached itself from the shadow of the wall. Lots of lots of shadows in there. Yeah, sentence. man. Well, he's a shadowy man. I guess so. Well, he's fucking, and he's tore up. To become a tall man in dark gray armor, Sandor Clegane wrenched off his helmet and let it fall to the ground. Now, I think this moment is hugely symbolic. Incredibly symbolic. The, Dropping the, the, the One of the ears is sheared off, mm-hmm. and yeah, he wrenches it off and drops it. He's now, done with the act. He's scared. Can I bring up how... Because we, we kind of saw him in Davos' chapter before. Wrecking shit. And he... I, the way that Davos was explaining it was almost like he... Wow, that guy's... He's almost reveling in this battle. He's loving it. It's almost how it seemed to come off. Yeah. Whether that was the case or not, we don't actually... He was probably but, having himself a giggle like he did at Sansa. Right. At the bread riots. And, not at Sansa, but... Right, but at the bread riots. At her attackers. Mm. And so... Now we get him in this shape, and, you know, I know we sit here and break down and have seen a badass 
acting rendition of the Hound. But, like, this is the first time we've seen him this fucking yeah. this way. A gash above one eye sent a wash of blood down his old burn scars. And Tyrion answers him, yes, and faces him. Like, Tyrion squares off with him. Bugger that and you, Clegane answers, and another sellsword steps up, saying, We've been out three times and lost half our men. They're killed or hurt. Wildfire all around. And Tyrion's like, Yo. Yo, did you think we hired you to fight an attorney? Shall I bring you some iced milk and a bowl of raspberries? No. Then get on your fucking horse. You, you too, dog. dog. Like, Dang. Don't talk to Sandor like that right now, Tyrion. Tyrion, 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 Tyrion. Easy, dude. Listen, he's sober and he's grumpy. I love he's that. Grumpy. Like, shall I bring you some fucking iced milk and rat? Like, no? Sh- then get on your fucking horse and do what we paid you to. Clegane's face glistened red, but his eyes showed white as he drew his long sword. And Tyrion realizes that he's afraid. This is when it hits him. And he tries to explain their need. And he's like, the gate. The, the, the ram. Dude, the ram. Like, they're going to bust it down. He's like, well, let them pour in, surround them, and slay them as they enter. I don't give a fuck. And he thrusts the point of his sword into the ground and leaned on it, swaying. I've lost half my men. I'm not taking more into that fire. And Sir Mandy Moore steps up, and he's like, the king's hand commands you. And bugger the king's hand. Fuck you too, Mandy Moore. Where it isn't red, Sanders' face is pale as milk, and he calls for a drink, spitting out the water that he's given, demanding, Fuck your water, give me wine! Fuck your water, <laughs> jeez Louise. So Tyrion sees that Sandor is done, he's finished. Like, he's fucking the wound, the fire. He's like, I need someone else, but who? And starts looking around, who can lead this sortie? Mandy Moore? No, she's too busy with her hit single. <laughs> yeah, like, dude. And Clegane's fear had shaken all the other men. Sir Mandon was a dangerous man, Jamie had said. Yes, but not a man to follow. No. Um, Sir Mandon Moore is the one who will be slicing Tyrion's face open? Yes. Sir Sir Mandon is a dangerous man, Jamie had warned him, but not a man to follow. Like... He's yeah, a dangerous man. He's a dangerous yeah, fucking dude. man. Jamie warned you. Like, He's and a dangerous man. Sir Mandon Moore is going to be attempting to kill, but Tyrion hears again the gates crash as the ram hits like, it. he's like, fuck me. Like, I, I have to do this. Mm. I, don't, I, I have to do this. This is madness, but better madness than defeat. Defeat is death and shame, which is essentially the same line of thought that Theon thinks, but in a much more intelligent yeah. realized way where Theon is putting himself into that position and those aren't his only options, this is true. Like, right. Stannis is either going to kill Tyrion or make him, you know, give up shit on his family, give up his nephews, his heirs apparent, which it's is shameful. Yeah. It's shameful as fuck. And so it's absolutely madness, but he says, I'll lead the sword. He could gain laugh. You! Ha! And Tyrion can see the disbelief on the face of all the men around him. And he says, me, Sir Mandon, you will bear the king's banner. And he tells him Pod to get his, tells Pod to get his helm and he Pod takes off. Pain. And the hound watched Tyrion as Sir Mandon helped him mount up again. And he shouts to form up. Pod hands up his helm and his shield. And he looks over the little force of men. Only some responding to his command, no more than 20. And Tyrion delivers his little... Oh, sweet little shaman, fuck you. Yeah, he tells them that, like, if uh, if I'm half a man, then what the fuck does that make you? If you can't even... If I'm willing to go fight, but you're not. Yeah. And that shamed him well enough. 
to uh, joining a to bunch. The, yeah, others joined, doubling the men under Tyrion. He had them trapped. If I fight, they must do the same, or they are less than dwarves. Yeah, and then he pulls off his little axe that he's got. And he says, you won't hear me shout out Joffrey's name. You won't hear me yell for Casterly Rock either. This is your city Stannis means to sack, and that's your gate he is breaking down. So come with me and kill the son of a bitch. <laughs> and then he goes. Yeah, he like, goes right into the sally port. Mainly because he hyped himself up so much that he didn't have a choice but to go now, and he doesn't stop. He doesn't and dare look, look behind him to see if they follow. Because he has to go anyway. Right, he's and... got to follow this through. And if he does it as bravely and badass as he's doing, then they're going to be like, oh, shit, yo. Right. Well, I mean, false spoiler, they they do follow him out. And he leads quite the successful sortie. Until Mandy Moore Until drops Mandy that Moore. hit single that she stole word for word from Beyonce's hidden journal. Slice through the nose. Anyway. Uh, you got an inductee? Fuck for this yeah, dude. little simple, this quick one Tyrion chapter? It's going to Sir Arnold, because this Arnold. guy does not get nearly enough credit for his handling of those trebuchets. 30 degrees north, if you could, Sir Arnold. Thank you very much. And so we're bringing in Sir Arnold for his wonderful mathematical calculations Word. over there. Uh, mine's going to Bywater. Cause, Hell yes. Uh, he warned Tyrion of the fickleness of his men, and Tyrion's taking that to heart. But also, we'll learn in Sansa's next chapter, that Bywater's being kept busy as well. He's dealing with some motherfuckers trying to loot and pillage, so he's staying busy, and I feel like Bywater's has Bywater's always worthy. Right, and, the, and just his warning to Tyrion of, like, about the swords that Tyrion is like, yeah, no, we've got to try to keep this as Battle. on our, looking, looking at least in our favor as long as possible, and that's pretty much the entirety of it is they need to keep it looking good until Tywin gets there. Exactly. And then everything is good. So uh, Bywater for kind of predicting the whole outcome of uh, the Battle of Blackwater. F&A, Cotton. We F&A. did also get an inductee from our favorite French fry, Julian. He said uh, it's been a while since he had last read a chapter because he was waiting for us to catch up. Hey, listen there, <laughs> fella. Listen, we get it. No yeah, no, worries. it's fine. Short chapter to keep the Battle of Blackwater going. Such a ballsy Tyrion here leading the sortie. Yet he must confess he was almost disappointed of the Hound compared to the TV show. Uh, he doesn't know if there's more to come in Sansa's chapter, but the fuck the King tirade of the TV series was gorgeous. Anyway, uh, as for his inductee... I see a few obvious ones, yet I'm going to go on a different path. I'm inducting Aegon I, the Conqueror, who might be the most famous character of Westeros history. Very true. Valar, Field of Fire, Harrius. Hell yeah. So, thank you, Julian. Uh, Aegon, again, Tyrion really likes to mention either in terms of mysticism and like how astounded he'd be if Aegon showed up, or in sort of awe of, like, his leadership and his thought process as a commander. And so, yeah, uh, that's a great one. Excellent. Tyrion is obviously kind of feeling some semblance of not a god complex, but a a control over life and death, and he just basically detonated what is the first almost nuclear bomb in a Game of Thrones world. Besides, like, the children of the forest thinking the arm of fucking Dorne and shit. And, but, like, you, you know, know, the ta- fuck Targaryens you children of the forest. With like, their dragons for Well, yeah, the Targaryens basically have living nukes flying around. But those were, thank you, Julian, again, those were our thoughts, feelings, and inductees for the essentially second, but 
really third chapter of the Battle, yeah. Battle of Blackwater. And next we're going back into the inner workings of the Red Keep. Uh, Magor's Holdfast, right. actually, with Cersei and Sansa. Sansa. Cersei's still Blackwater drunk. Blackwater drunk. Loving it. She's loving it, loving it. So that's going to be a lot of fun, another Sansa chapter. So get us inductees for Sansa, Sansa, Sansa. And I, uh, what is that, Sansa 7, I believe? I have no idea, man. They I just come either. so quick. I've got it written down. I suppose I'll open yeah. my notes. Oh, I didn't write that one there down. Hold on, back to the Tyrion. Oh, wow. Hold on with me there, friends and listeners. It will be Sansa 6. Sansa 6. Okay, cool. So yeah, get us inductees for Sansa 6, and we'll catch you on that one. Valor to Harris! Peace!